from the east coast and the sunny shores of South Carolina. Welcome to Dark Reality. We'll be discussing the unknown from cryptoids to conspiracy theories and unusual happenings. I'm your host, John Ringo. Welcome to Dark Realities. Good evening and welcome to Dark Reality. Tonight, the real story behind the haunting in Connecticut. In 2009, psychological horror film, The Haunting in Connecticut, tells the story of the Siddiquer family who in 1986 rented an old house in Southerton, Connecticut. Alan and Carmen Stenecker moved in with their daughter and three sons while experiencing their new home Carmen found strange items located in the basement, tools used by morticians. The family soon discovered, to their horror, their own home had once been a funeral parlor, and the eldest son began seeing ghosts and terrifying visions. The experiences spread to other family members and got worse. Both parents said that they were raped and sodomized by demons. One day, as Carmen mopped the kitchen floor, the water suddenly turned blood red and smelled of decaying flesh and so on. Finally, the family contacted a pair of self-styled demonologists and ghost hunters, Ed and Lorraine Warren, who arrived and proclaimed the Siddiquer house to be an infestation of demons. The Siddiquers have told their story many times including on national talk shows and in the Discovery Channel TV show. The film's poster states in capital letters at the top of the movie, based on a true story. Yet others aren't so sure. Investigator Joel Nickel reports in the May issue of Skeptical Inquirer magazine that the Siddiquer landlady found a whole story ridiculous. She noted that nobody before or since had experienced anything unusual in the house and that the Siddiquer family stayed in the house for more than two years before finally deciding to leave. Apparently, 
being assaulted and raped by Satan's minions for months at a time wasn't a good enough reason to break the lease. The Sneaker Their Story first came to light in horror novelist Ray Garten's 1992 book, In a Dark Place. The story of the true haunting in an interview in Horror Bound magazine, Garten discussed how the true story behind the haunting in Connecticut came about. Garten was hired by Ed and Lorraine Warren to work with the Steakers and write the true story of their house from hell. He interviewed all the family members about their experiences and soon realized that there wasn't a problem. I found that the, the accounts of the individual Siddiqers didn't quite mesh. They couldn't keep their story straight. I went to Ed with this problem. Oh, they're crazy, he said. You've got some of the history. Just use what works and make the rest up. Just make it up and make it scary. Garten, who was accepted the job, experienced to have a real true story to base the book upon, and did as he was told. I used what I could, made up the rest, and tried to make it as scary as I could. Those are sneakers stand by their story. It seems there's little or no proof that anything supernatural occurred at the house. Whether or not the sneakers actually believed their story, they stood to make money from the book deal. They were aware that the Lutz family of Am Amityville New York profited handsomely from the selling of the rights to their true story of a haunted house. The Amityville Horror has long since been revealed as a fiction by investigator Rick Osana and others in interestingly the Warrens were also involved in the Amityville case. Fiction passed off as memoirs or true stories is certainly nothing new. From William Peter Blatty's book and film The Exorcist to James Frey's debunked bestseller A Million Little Pieces, filmmakers have a long history of hoarding movies as being based on true stories. When in fact, 
they have little or no connection to any real events. As for the haunting in Connecticut, Garton notes, I suspect the movie will begin with the words based on a true story. Now, the next story. Evil Clowns. Twisty is a disgraced clown who uses increasingly twisted methods to regain his position as an entertainer of children. He is a character in American Horror Story portrayed by John Carroll Lynch. He wears a makeshift prosthetic mask, nearly as terrifying as the disfigured face beneath. Twisty was literally dropped on his head as a baby, resulting in minor mental disabilities. He left the town of Jupiter in 1943 to work as a clown with Rusty Westchester's traveling carnival. Jealous of his popularity, the carnival freaks, led by two cruel dwarfs, spread a lie about Twisty, that he was molesting children. He was no longer able to find work as he was fired as a clown. Though this didn't stop him from wearing the costume and makeup. And he returned to the town of Jupiter to build Novelties from Garbage Scrap. Upon his return to Jupiter, he found that his alcoholic mother had died. Efforts to sell his whirl whirling gigs to the local toy store were met with first a disinterest and then fear as his crazed disposition and rage against the rumors of his past. Despondent, he blew off his lower jaw with a shotgun in an attempt of suicide to cover up his horrible facial disfigurement. He began wearing a wide-grinned prosthetic mask. He then decided, in his own special way, to make the children love him again by keeping them safe from their parents. Twisty wore a frightful grin mask 
which served as a as a prosthesis over his missing jaw and a filthy clown suit and carried a sack that held his juggling pens. The clown was a bloodthirsty kidnapper and serial killer. His proportioned motivation as he revealed to ghost Edward Mordrake was to save children from their mean-spirited, chore-giving, candy-denying parents. Though some of his murders, like the toy store owner, were like more personal and vengeful in nature, Twisty strongly believed that kids did indeed still like him and was obvious to the fact that he actually terrified them with his ghoulish appearance. Twisty also had a hatred of carnival freaks after the ones at the circus he once worked with ruined his career and believed the freaks of the cabinet of curiosities were stealing the children just like the others. As a result, he sought to save the kids from them. Needing a babysitter for the children he intended to collect, he discovered Bonnie Lipton at a lakeside picnic with her boyfriend. He killed the young man and then subdued the fleeing girl, then kidnapped Corey Bachman. The two were imprisoned in an impoverished cage in the back of an abandoned bus. Attempts to entertain his captive audience with a rattle and a failed balloon animal only further increased their horror, which in turn sent the clown into a destructive rage. Twisty returned to the toy store and vengefully murdered the owner who had refused him in the past. Interrupted by an arriving employee, he hides among the mannequin displays and then stealthily kills the young clerk just as he discovers his boss boss's decapitated head. Returning to his bus, located in the woods, he was approached by on the road by Gloria Mott. She solicited his services for a private children's party to entertain her son in the manor's playroom. 
he met Dandy, who found his silence provocative, but rudely demanded to be amused. When the spoiled rich boy stuck his nose into Twisty's bag of tricks, the clown brained him with a juggling pin and then left. When he returned to the bus, he again tried to entertain his prisoners, this time with a wind-up robot from the toy store. When that failed, he terrorized them with the store clerk's severed head. Bonnie hit him with a secreted weapon and fled with the boy into the woods. The clown went after them and caught Corey. He returned to find Dandy had subdued the girl and he playfully child the clown regarding the quality of his prison. Oh, on Halloween, Twisty stalked trick-or-treating children located in the neighborhood and town and was spotted by a young girl named Jessie. He followed her family to the home, perhaps sympathetic to her fear of clowns, he abducted her cruel, candy-stealing older brother, name of Mike. He took the teen to the woods and found Dandy in the clown costume excited for this new potential for fun. Bonnie made another escape, and Twisty caught her at the road. They were seen by Jimmy and Maggie, who followed the clown and his captive back to the bus where they were subdued from behind by Dandy. Twisty played a toy piano while Dandy attempts to saw Maggie in half. For an audience of Jimmy, Bonnie, Corey, and Mike. When Jimmy stood and knocked Dandy unconscious with his bound lobster claws, the killer clown solicited applause. Jimmy encouraged the others to flee as Twisty put him in a stranglehold. He took him to the bus with intent to kill him, but was interrupted by the arrival of Edward Mordrake. At Mordrake's demand, and with the little ghost magic, the clown told his sad story of slander, attempted suicide, kidnapping, and murder. Mordrake's demon head 
Name the clown, the one that Seeks Twisty was subsequently stabbed and killed by Mandrake. Then his ghost was invited to join Edward Menagerie of Freakish Spooks. On Halloween of 1960, Elsa Mars, performing live TV, summoned Edward Mordrake, who arrives accompanied by Twisty. Elsa asked for them to take her. As Edward is about to stab Elsa, Twisty, with his mouth now restored to normal, tells her that it will only hurt for a moment. In 2017, Twisty's murders became so famous that he sprawled in his new comic book franchise, Twisty the Clown Chronicles. It is shown that young Oz Mayfair Richards is a big fan of the series. Despite his mother being a quadrophobic, Oz also has an action figure of Twisty. When Oz is asleep, he is awkwardly affected by his night nightlight being shut off as he gets up from the bed to turn it back on he glances up and sees twisty towering over him oz who is frightened hides under his bed oz screams as his mattress is lifted off by Kai, who is dressed as a clown. Oz runs into the bathroom as he is chased by Twisty and locks the door. Oz climbs into the bathtub and pulls the shower curtain to hide himself. Twisty and Kai are standing outside the door and Twisty breaks the door's glass window. Twisty finds the lock and unlocks it to gain entry. As Kai and Twisty walk over to the tub, they yank the shower curtain to the side. Oz screams for Ivy and Allie. As they come in, they wake him up and explain that he simply had a nightmare. Hmm. I want to thank everybody for tuning in to Dark Reality. Please subscribe and leave me a message. Let me know what you're thinking. Until that time, goodbye. Goodbye.